Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Don't it up. If you love reality, this is Big Brother. I have never in my life yelled at a girl like this. Five pumpkin. You're going to love the Real House Husbands podcast. The Real House Husbands. The oh, Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> Talking all things reality, both on screen and in real life. You will never believe what happened next. Because sometimes it's juicier. He goes out of their way to go and say that to someone. Get ready, because it's about to get real in here. With your hosts, Tim and Rod. The mortalist of them all. Tim, Rod... You are the winners of the amazing yeah. Welcome back to the Real House Husbands podcast with Tim and Rod. <laughs> Tell all your friends and family that we are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we can't keep that in. No, that was so ridiculous. That was so cringy, mate, eh? But should we leave it in? That's pathetic and cringy, but we're going to leave it in, girl. <laughs> we didn't cut anything. <laughs> we can't be, be buggered and cut it, but... Thank you for joining us on another episode of The Real House Husbands. Had a look on the plaque of the wall. <laughs> Forgot the name of our own podcast. Oh, my God. We are so happy to be back. we back. This week is going to be another amazing episode. This week, we are talking about not judging a book by its cover. I yes. think everyone out there can put their hand up and say some point in their life, they have a thousand percent judged a book by its cover and looked at someone on first appearances and thought, this person is a so-and-so kind of person. Everyone's done it. I know I have a million mm-hmm. times. And I then the person has times. proved them wrong. So we're going to be chatting about that. And we have 100%. Tilly from Big Brother coming up soon, who is the epitome of not judging a book by its cover. Yeah, her whole promo going into the show was as the ditzy blonde girl <laughs> and she's dumb, doesn't know how to do anything. Mm. Um, but we're going to ask her about that and see whether everyone judged her up front. <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> Judge a book by its cover. Because at the end of the day, like... Everyone does it. I think pretty much every single day. You look at someone and think this person is going to be this type of person. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, long story short, back in the Woolies days, I used to work at Woolies. There was a guy that mm-hmm. worked there. He was covered in head to toe with tattoos. tattoos. Is his name? And he, when I first met him, I thought, oh my God, do not make eye contact. This man will kill you. He is a criminal. He's been in prison, but. This person I have (laughs) met, right? But honestly, you've met him. When you meet this guy and you get to know him and his energy and his vibe, he is one of the nicest persons. Persons, people, yeah. (laughs) He's one of the nicest people I've ever met. And that was the highlight throughout my life of just, it is wrong to judge someone off first looks and first appearances. It's just, it's just wrong. Yeah. Tattoos, only cool people have tattoos. (laughs) Oh, wait, you don't have any tattoos. Cool people I know have tram stamps. That's when you know you're killing it a life when you have a tacky Tim, you're iconic. You're not tram- getting your like oh, it's Britney bitch tram stamp. What if I get like Rodney Luke Jones like across the top of my crack? Would you still love me then? Yeah, but I don't want to have to look at my own name if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like my, my crazy tattooed baker. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just got that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that was a bit slow. <laughs> oh, my God. So, my tatted up baker, what's like an example that you have jumping to the front forefront of your mind? Well, to be honest, um, in just our everyday to day life, like the amount of people that almost and they sound so ridiculous and it's, I'm going to say it anyway, but like mm. judge us for being um, mates or a straight yes. couple. Like I like well, I think I, we're twins or think we're brothers. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like um, I'm obsessed with um, like my flamboyantly gay friends and oh, real, yes. fe- real feminine gays and that sort of stuff. Um, but we're not really like, like that. Like we're just, we're no. quite masculine. Like if that's a, if I can say that, but like, <laughs> we're just like not that stereotypical gay person. Like the, yeah. the movies and TV shows and everything always have a stereotypical gay person. Um, as though there's only one type of gay person and there's like a million. They really do, mate. Eh? When you really break it down for people out there who don't probably watch much reality TV or they're not really up to, up to par with pop culture and stuff. They do have a very warped perception in their head of what just every single male gay person is like and Mm -hmm. we love all shapes sizes colors whatever whoever you are like that's incredible express yourself but we get a lot of people just don't know us and they go oh those guys over there are gay or they must be like this they must act like this they must enjoy these things and yeah we do probably like 90 percent of the things (laughs) but we're we're, i think we're very different to that stereotypical cookie cutter mold yeah well i think you went on a different tangent to what i was getting at like i was getting at like the whole thing (laughs) but like i was getting at like the people like a lot of the time judge us as a straight person Uh, like they they think they think that we're straight that you're my mate like when we go get haircuts, they're like, oh, your mate paid for it already oh and stuff like that. Yeah. But I also get what you're saying is when people do know that we're gay, they almost expect us to be a certain way as well. A hundred percent. I'm trying to think of other people I've met throughout life. Definitely that tatted up dude. Oh my God. Or Matt, this sounds gnarly and I'm definitely not going to name any names. Do it. It's like recovering drug addict. Or oh, don't name it. Who was, <laughs> she'd obviously fallen off the rails multiple times, had multiple kids to multiple different men. And I knew all this before meeting her. So I already had a preconceived judgment in my head of what this person was going to be Ooh. like, how they would talk to me, how they would treat me. Um, when I met this person, she blew my socks off. Like she blew me away. She was everything the complete opposite to what I thought she was going to be. Like what was she like? She was so softly spoken, so calm, cool and collected, so caring, so kind, so genuine. I, this sounds gnarly and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I was almost expecting you to be like hectically crazy, okay, had like wounds and gashes, gashes all over her face. Like, But she was this very just normal looking everyday mum who obviously loved and cared for her kids, a family. She was in a, a great relationship. So that definitely sticks in my mind. So were the like things about her like a rumour? No, it was dead set the truth, but it had happened years in the past. So here I was thinking, oh, yeah, she's gone through it. So she was yesterday. She was a recovered drug addict. Yeah, for sure. But don't you even think like nothing really ever Mm -mm. escapes you. You can do crazy shit and it will always linger and be there hiding in the shadows Uh with you forever. But that doesn't mean you judge someone on that for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Well, for me, um, obviously it's not like a drug addict sort of thing, but (laughs) you um, made the same chick. (laughs) (laughs) No, but in my career, I, um, was, uh, worked for, you know, local bank here in Newcastle. Um, and I know, but like I worked my way up the, ladder pretty quick and I was a branch manager. Did you ever steal money? Um, I can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely did it if the tax office is listening. Um, But 
Oh my god, I lost my train of thought. Oh fuck, sorry. Um, you were oh yeah, no, so I was bike. working as a branch manager, but I was only in my early twenties. I worked my way up pretty quick, and oh my god. Um, like I was, I was pretty good. <laughs> you're slaying um, the game. <laughs> and then um, yeah, people would come in all the time, and then they'd be like, "I need to speak to the manager about blah blah." issue that they have i said yeah i can help you with that i was saying this to you yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah. even though i did have a bad job, <laughs> manager bad job. <laughs> literally i had a badge that said branch manager on what idiot and they're like i need to speak to the manager i said oh yeah i can help you and they're like no i want to speak to the manager i'm like i am the manager <laughs> and like they would, they would look at me like who's this like young kid who's like in his 20s and like there was some people especially the older generation that judged me and was just like oh, i want to speak to someone they, older no a hundred percent so we um i used to like be like I said early 20s but i would manage like other ladies and whatnot uh-huh. who were like in their 50s yeah, yeah um yeah. and these some of these older generation people judged me for my age even oh my though God. i was way more qualified than these other people in my branch i was their manager um, but they would sometimes go to the older person in the <laughs> <laughs> in the branch or if there was an older male than me in the branch so i would always want to speak to them it was really yeah. like an old school sort of thing but they judged me just for my age and i wasn't competent to oh be the God. branch manager that must have been so satisfying on your behalf to be like i am the manager bitch. Mm-hmm. Yes. especially when i used to kick people out of my branch for being aggressive to oh me. my god Did anyone like spit on the little branch yes. bank window what i used to always get spat at um like the people that would come no, in, come no in on, has changed. No, no, people no. would come in on um, pension day and be like, um, my pay hasn't gone in. Um, and I'll just be like, be like all oh, contact Centrelink. Like it's not like I, I don't pay you. And then they would like swear at me, spit at me. We even had this one dude one time. Pull say, a gun on you? No, that never did actually happen. Because that would be extra. <laughs> but they did um, say that they know where we parked our cars oh and they're going to be God. waiting for us at our cars. You should have got one of those little taser things on your little keychain for your car. Did you ever do that? Just in case mm. you're walking your car and you got like stabbed? No, but we did have security walkers to our car. <laughs> oh, I would have been carrying like a baseball bat in my car. That's crazy. And I'm picturing in my head the lady that was having to go you to be like your stereotypical Karen. Oh, well, I'm just doing exactly what we're telling people. Oh my gosh, right. you, are you, it was actually a man. It wasn't a stereotypical Karen. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know the Karen? The, like, the, the soccer mum haircut. <laughs> Fuck. I literally just, what's it called? Did to a flipsy. To all the Karens out there, we love you. We are not ju- If you're a Karen, we are not judging you and we are not judging a book by Karen. Karen. And on that note. My story. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, my story in a nutshell was basically I get a lot. I just speak what is in my head, in my mind, in my heart. And it sometimes it is very random and very obscure, very out there, very, I don't know. It probably comes across as just outrageous. Yeah. And random, I think. And sometimes it's like a little bit out of context. Like you'll say something and like you'll say like a saying that doesn't really go with what we're talking about. <laughs> well, I've always been like that. For as long as I can remember, I've spoken my mind and my quirky randomness. And people tend to think I'm a full-blown idiot. Like the amount of times people have been like, like, are you like serious? Are you the full quid? Like, are you on drugs? I'm like, <gasps> no, I'm not any of the above. That's so mean. <laughs> but like people just judge a book by its cover and think I'm a full-blown Paris right. Hilton idiot. You are sometimes intoxicated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, honestly, like, wow, in high school, that was the main example I'm getting to is in high school, I made it to year 12 and I really pushed myself to get the best grades I could. I honestly tried as hard mm-hmm. as I could. And back then it was called the um, 
UAI? That is it. It was called the UAI. That's and the I got one of the ATAR. highest grades in the entire year. I got 94%, I think. I thought you said and- 97. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I already oh, forgot what I got. Comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I got 110. <laughs> but I got a really high percent. Like Let's roll with 97. I'm going to have to look it back up because it's been a long time ago, but I, I got very high the very high 90s. I got, um, yeah, a very good mark. And every time I tell that story to people, they are like gobsmacked. They look at me like, are you kidding? Like, is this a lie? That like, there's no way in hell you could have gotten 90 odd percent in your final year 12 exam. <gasps> but the mm-hmm. mic drop moment is I didn't just tap out there. I went on to go to university. Yeah. I got a fucking full blown business degree majoring in marketing. There's my mic drop, baby. So all yeah. you people out there judging a book by its cover, thinking I'm a tosser, an idiot, a full-blown bogan. Well, guess what? I finished year 12 and I went to uni, baby. And I am still a bogan. <laughs> <laughs> I got 90% in my bogan test. <laughs> no, you got 100% in that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But I'm not going to lie. It hurt. Sometimes I can laugh it off and I like that people think, like, oh, this guy's random, this guy's kooky. But sometimes it, it hurt. It honestly sometimes really Aww. hurt when people are like, mate, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Shut up. Like, yeah. not to mention when like anxiety kicks in and I fumble on my words and people think like, so he's not only saying random shit, but he's fumbling like, what's his go? But I'm just being myself. And I fell in love with you for that, darling boy. Mm. <laughs> and you, see, a lot of people would think Rod is the full-blown genius, which you are, but you you were a year seven dropout, weren't you? Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm not going to defend you when people call you an idiot now. I went to year 10. I started year 11 and dropped out because I hated school. But I went and got a full-time job and I was a successful in my career. You Thank were you. a full-blown. For the, that, that's the thing. When, when you dropped out in whatever year that was, year mm-hmm. 10 or whatever, people would have thought, here's old mate tapping out. He's going to be nothing. You went on to not only be like a full-blown branch manager mm-hmm. of a huge bank. And but win also- amazing race. Run your own mortgage broking business, mm-hmm. win amazing race. Yes. Be one of the hosts on the world's greatest podcast. The you- best. <laughs> the best. <laughs> You're slain at life, mate, eh? So mm-hmm. once again, people would have judged you yeah. and thought, nah, he's going to be a low life scum. And out of the two of us looking at us, who would be the <laughs> academic one? I'd say me, but you but- are. You're smarter than me. <laughs> How did I do that? Like, I, I don't know. Well, I, I obviously studied and I had my notes and stuff, but like, I don't know. I feel like if you had been in my year at school, I would have crashed and burned because I just would have been way too distracted oh. by the stud in my year. Stop trying to dig yourself out of the hole you dug before. <laughs> but <laughs> the like- moral of the story is don't judge a book by its cover. And we're going to be chatting with Tilly from Big Brother coming up next. Yay! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Our next guest stole Australia's hearts on the current season of Big Brother Australia. She was one of the most lovable housemates from the get-go and a force to be reckoned with. She is by far the fan favourite across the entire season. Please welcome our fave, 
Tilly! Yes! Welcome, Tilly! Now I have to live up to the freaking introduction. <laughs> <laughs> you're not walking through any doorways today because you're going to have too big of a head after this interview. <laughs> <laughs> We're obsessed with your coin. You are everything. You make him Paris Hilton proud. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, we want to know. So, obviously, you're... you're just been evicted from Big Brother, which is the most devastating news we've had all week. Oh, I was crying. <laughs> um, have you always been a big fan of Big Brother? Oh, my God. You know what? I come from the most conservative family. So Whoa. I was never allowed. Yeah, I was never allowed to watch the show. Like, my mum's like a designer. My dad, um, he works as a school counsellor and stuff. So we weren't allowed to watch even The Simpsons. So <gasps> I had to feel I got this little like little laptop and I'd go and sit under my covers and I'd watch the show and pretend <laughs> I'm doing homework and have it like on close to volume when it was like, you know, all rowdy and it was dancing dunas and everything. So I'm not allowed to watch it. I wasn't allowed to watch it. So, you know, like I feel like the excitement and like the enticement from the show came from the fact that I had to hide the fact that I loved it. That's oh my so God. good. Looking, looking back on it, Tilly, like all those past years, which we frothed on, it was our favourite show ever. Who was, who was like your all-time favourite old school housemate that you remember from oh, back in the day? Sky Wheatley. Yes! Oh, Sky Wheatley. I think that's why I loved you so much because you remind me a lot of Sky Wheatley. Have you reached out to Sky yeah, or she reached okay. out to you? Hey. Have you heard anything from Sky during the filming of the show and after the show? Oh, my God, no, I actually haven't. I wish. I freaking love the girl. Yes. <laughs> we'll, like- we'll tag her in this podcast for you and she might reach out and be a friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. So what made you apply for this season? So, like, obviously you said, like, you oh, had to secretly watch it and whatnot, but, like, what was the thing that was like, I need to apply this season, I'm just obsessed? Yes. This is actually a really boring answer, but like it was genuinely like a money reason. Like I lost my job because of COVID and my mum obviously she was working internationally being a designer and then my dad's like working in school. So like we actually have no money. So, you know, I was like, at least even if I don't win, I'm getting paid to be in there and my expenses aren't going anywhere. Does that make sense? Oh, Such yeah, a boring yeah for sure. No, 100%. Can we, like, obviously you haven't won it, but can we like start a GoFundMe for Tilly? Like, <laughs> Oh my god, well, we wish you'd won. We definitely wish you'd taken out the title, but Tilly, I want to know in a nutshell, your favorite and least favorite memory from the entire season. Oh, what do you think my least favorite is? <laughs> <laughs> <That laughs> fucking jewel. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. We, was- we know the jewel was the least favorite. What's your favorite? My favorite. Um, oh my god, honestly, when I got that freaking pair. <gasps> And then they fucking evicted me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those bunnies were so cute. You had I so know. many iconic moments. You were the one-liner queen, dead set. There needs to be shirts of your one-liners because you just had the most <laughs> iconic stuff. Yeah, Tilly merch coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Tilly merch and a GoFundMe Tilly page. That's what's going to come next. <laughs> so obviously the whole game is about like a big gameplay to try to get to the end. You backstab, you deceive people and all the rest of it. Was there um, a strategy of yours when you first went into the house? Like you said, I think in your promos you were like, um, I might come across as this ditzy blonde, but like I'm actually smarter than people would think. Yes. Was that all strategy or was there more to your strategy than that? That was absolutely the strategy. So, and you know what? 
Like it was, I said I was going to act dumb and play smart and like that's exactly what I did. And, (laughs) you know, the right people caught on. Like I wasn't giving, I was giving a little bit but not enough. And, you know, when I was winning all those challenges, my strategy was don't make big moves because then you put a target on your back. So I was able to to protect myself but I wasn't making, the audience is like, we we don't like her winning. She doesn't make big moves. It's shit TV. And I'm like, well, fuck off all of you because I don't have a target on my back. I pick out the people that are floating and doing nothing. Yes. So I'm doing, you know, and I'm protecting big players because my only, the main thing I wanted was to have a big player at the end and big players win. So, yeah. Oh, my yes. God. I'm like loving you. Can we literally adopt you as our daughter? You're iconic. No. Yeah. <laughs> Tilly, I want to know, we are housewife super fans. I want to know if you had a big cocktail in your hand and the whole housemate group, the whole house, sorry, was lined up in a row, Whose face would you throw your cocktail in? <laughs> oh my god! Actually, I don't know. <laughs> like, you-, you know, I might throw it at Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, did, you, did you ever meet Big Brother in person? No, we, guys, we have no idea who Big Brother is. So I told him, like, if I wink three times in my left eye and then four times in my right eye when you're in public. Tell me it's you, like, in case I walk past you. <laughs> that is so good. And then obviously Sonia's always on the TV screen. Did oh, you yeah. ever actually have any contact with her? Sonia girl, um, like as in over social media or anything? Oh, no, like actually like did you ever see her face-to-face while filming Yeah, and stuff? I met her. So when we walked up and we walked in, we got to say hi to Sonia. Oh, oh yeah, but God. anything after that? Nah, we just Whoa. saw her in the eviction ceremony. Wow. And Tilly, there's dead set cameras everywhere in that house. Like, do they even have them in the shower and stuff or they don't They don't put them there? Yes. What? And the toilet. What the, the hell? Oh, yes, my so God. I did not go to the toilet for like... <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> No, seriously, the first week we all were on laxatives and stuff because I don't, I don't think we were actually constipated. I think it was stage fright because we were could sit with the camera. That is wow. so good. Especially when you're mic'd up. You'll be like, the poor people in editing have to hear me take no, a I shit. I to undo my mic factory because freaking audio is probably listening. Tilly, do you think now, now when you left the house, were you getting in your head thinking there were still cameras everywhere? Like, were you a little bit paranoid? Yes. You know, even like... Every time, like, you wake up in the morning, I go to put my microphone on so I don't get abused. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All of that stuff. But, yeah, you're used to, like, I'm like, don't pick a wedgie out, don't pick my nose. Like, everything that you're doing, you're conscious of. <gasps> oh, my God. I would really struggle, I think. Yeah. 100%. Um, Tilly, did Absolutely. you... Absolutely, yeah. Did you actually have a, like, a, you had this, like, alliance right before the end, like, with, like, Danny and Marley, and that seemed like a real tight bond. It was a real emotional episode. Um, when you first got evicted, when you went to the glass room and whatnot. But did you have a favourite and a least favourite housemate in the whole season? Oh. Um, Marley was my favourite housemate. Marley and Danny definitely were my favourite housemate. Yeah. Um, least favourite. Look, I have nothing, I have no issue with Sid as a person, but what he did to me, obviously, I would have to say that is my least favourite housemate. I would be fuming. You could could (laughs) pat yourself on the back, girl, because when you got evicted and then you went and hugged everyone and said goodbye, I was like, oh, my God, if these bastards just voted me out, I would have been been fuming. (laughs) So you 
Honestly, that took a lot, but I was like, no, nah, leave with your dignity, leave with your dignity. Well, you well because did. Speaker's Ari, like, just walked out yes. um, and then get, has to go back in, and now he's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, I know. Tilly, that I was wanna... annoying to watch. Oh, <laughs> we were honestly fuming. We were crying when you got the boot, but Tilly, can you go to the diary room, like, any time of the day? Like, if you literally wake up in the middle of the night, can you rock up into the diary room and walk in and sit there? Okay. You know how we'd always wake up and there's fucking birds everywhere, there's cool shit through the house and stuff? Yeah. The roof's actually locked at night. <gasps> so, yeah. So they lock us off to the house because obviously they have to set it up and COVID and stuff, I assume. So oh. if, like, you really needed to go to the diary room, you, like, you kind of have to say something into your mic or something. Uh-huh. Or, like, or, like, you might be lucky and nothing's on the next day. So normally people were going at night, but, you know, people... Like, obviously, there's people wanting airtime. So, they're assuming that the more they go to the diary room, the more airtime they're going to get. So, oh. it, was, it was like a lineup to get in there, mate. Like, you have to <laughs> bloody put your name down on a list. Like, it was so hard to get in. Those first few days, I reckon, it just would have been like everyone trying to get their mug on TV, trying to get in the diary room, trying to get their 15 minutes. Like, you would have been, I reckon exactly. you would have seen them coming from a mile away and be like, ah, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, exactly, mate. <laughs> So then I guess like um, on that behind the scenes sort of stuff then, so like when like intruders came in and they, oh, they yeah. all poked their head up through the, and they lifted that little cloth thing off and they were underneath <laughs> the table. So did you guys get locked in the room while they got snuck in and stuff like that as well? Like do they corner um, you off yeah. frequently? Yeah, well, like just they have to do that because they had to just, it, we just technically went and got ready in our room and they just started up, you know, because, it's all, and we obviously thought it was all for COVID restrictions. Yeah. Like, so we just assumed that's why we're sitting in there so they can set it up, yada, 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 do our makeup, get changed, do our hair, and just everyone just has a chat. And then, yeah, so they're all setting that up. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. And what, what about food, Tilly? Like, we saw the food stitch was very, like, challenging at certain points throughout the season. Like, what did you miss the most? Like, your lollies and coffee? And like, was there anything that you just craving, craving, craving 24-7? You know what? The food actually was decent. I haven't told people. Like, I see it in the comments. Everyone's like, she got fat as fucking out. I honestly put on 16 kilos going in. Really? You looked incredible at the end. So people ripping you to shreds about your body image and that. That's so cruel. Yeah, which is fine. I don't care. Like, I actually did go in, like, quite anorexic because, like, I was quite, like, depressed at the time and stuff. And I had had anorexia before in the past. So I had to, um, obviously, I was dealing with that. So, but in the house, I was genuinely just happy. And like a piece. I know how cute. You yeah. gotta make us cry. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh but my yeah, God. I got chunky. There was a lot of food in there. I had no problem with the food. The only thing was fast food. You can't order Uber Eats whenever you want to you know. <laughs> oh, well, we, we would crash and burn then. <laughs> obviously, yeah. what, obviously, watching yourself back on television, um, is there anything that you would have done differently now watching it back, seeing how what people were saying behind your back and things like that? What's the main thing you would have done differently if you could do it all over again? Yes. Oh, um, you know what? There's actually nothing I would have changed. Bro- break oh. breaking like, Sid's legs earlier. <laughs> yeah, oh mate. No, that's that's fair. I would have probably targeted him. But regardless, <laughs> like I was exactly myself. The way I portrayed is everything I myself. Sorry, that's probably so boring and not the answer you want. <laughs> but I would not have changed this thing. Oh, that's beautiful, Tilly. I want to know, like, going in, you said you're in a very like negative headspace, like weren't feeling the best before you entered the house. What do you think changed for you in there that just gave you that sense of life and joy and happiness, like? that you can hopefully latch on to now that you're out of the house as well? 
What do you think that um, might be? I, yeah, I just think I, like, proved myself, like, to myself. You did? Not to people. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I just felt like I felt, like, a sense of self-worth and, like, I saw, like, the fact that someone like Danny was willing to take his spot for me and I was like, you know what, like, clearly I have an impact on people and clearly, like, I'm more than I see of myself. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, yeah. You're like, I must be doing something right kind of thing. Yeah, it was like a spiritual awakening. In all oh, my days. God, that's amazing. <laughs> and, like, if you, I, like, I hope you're not looking at comments because that was probably the biggest mistake we did when we yes. were on Amazing Race because some people are really awful. But in the comments on, like, Big Brother page and things like that, everyone wanted you to come back in over yes. Ari. So, yes. Everyone so. wanted you to win, Tilly. The whole oh, of Australia is freaking fuming. I know, but uh, you know, it was actually harder to look at the positive comments than it is the negative ones don't bother me, like whatever, you're a Karen sitting behind the screen, but the positive ones are actually heartbreaking because every time I see one of those comments, I'm like, that is a voter that would have helped me win. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. Um, you were talking before yeah. about like wanting to be like a like a yeah big player at the end and like that's who deserves to win in this season. Like you said before, there was a lot of like kind of floaters and that, and everyone in this season was all about like honesty and integrity and things like that. Which to me, as a viewer watching, I'm like, where's the backstabbing? Come on, where is no, it? Like, where's the housewife <laughs> moment? Like, I don't think you can win Big Brother without backstabbing and lying to some people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, lesson learned. <laughs> I could have done a, a bit of that. But you know what? You guys didn't see, like, a lot of people were doing that. Yeah. Like, it was so much worse in the house. People were making rumours up left, right and centre. Like, people were, there was fighting. There was so much stuff. One time after a challenge, I won. Um, Big Brother, it was that time when Mary and Esther were in the roof and Jesse and Katie were, like, trying to save their lives and Jesse was put up. Carlos went home. There yeah. was a massive fight and Big Brother just made me stay in the room because he was like, you know, I don't even want you out there because it's like quite bad out there. So oh like a goodness. lot of stuff went on that you guys obviously didn't see. And I, I think they're trying to keep it more game. Like they're trying to surround it more about the gameplay and stuff. But I feel like as a viewer, even me, I'm like, where's the fighting? Like that's what I want to see. You know? <laughs> yeah. We want to see yeah, someone get chucked in the pool. Like. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was see that that's what's ratings you know a hundred percent and like tilly now that you're out of the house and stuff and i know we touched on it before but after we won the race it was the most most amazing thing that's ever happened to us but we were ripped to shreds online and still to this very day we get such negative comments and hate from people we get told to go kill ourselves on the daily and that we're going to hell god hates us and all that (laughs) but and we've learned to sort of grow a thick skin and i'm hopefully i'm sure you hopefully are already there but if you need any tips we can give you some what's the one thing that people say that it does get under your skin and it just you think, why would you be this cruel? Like, is anything Okay, da- yeah, so I can deal with everything. Like, nothing bothers me. But the one thing that gave me the fucking shit was <laughs> the people saying that my tears were fake when I was being <gasps> oh. Like, the amount of messages I got, like, your attention-seeking, this is, like, your strategy, like, these are <laughs> fake tears, alligator tears. I was like, you know what, like, that is bullshit. Like, I was <laughs> nearly, like, distraught by it. And then to see that 
stuff, I was like, nah, fuck off. Like, yeah. You're like, yeah. these are real bitches. These I'm tears a, are real. I'm on a reality TV show. I'm not a, I'm not an actress. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you'd be so emotional on edge, like, 24-7, I reckon. I'd cry at the drop of a hat, I reckon. I'd do it right <laughs> oh, honestly. Like, I was crying re-watching shit. I was like, these are fake fucking tears, you idiots. <laughs> oh, we need to hang out with you in person because this is so good. <laughs> um, all right, well, who's your tip? Who, who do you think is going to win this season? Yes. Um, oh, look, I really wish they showed more of Marley's funny side. So Aww. hopefully with less people in the house, we see a bit more of him. Yeah. I really hope Marley wins. Yeah. With Brooke as Bachelorette this year, oh. I feel like, yeah, society's moving forward a bit. Like if we could have a person of colour, Win Big Brother, like, I would be so proud to be on the show. That yes. is so iconic. That is amazing. I want to know, Tilly, if you had a hookup with anyone in the house, who would it be? And you can say Sonia if you want. <laughs> you might have to hook up with someone. Yeah. Oh, maybe Christina. I'm not a lesbian, but she's hot. So yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Also, Tilly, celebrity VIP is coming. It's coming soon. I know. This- what are your thoughts on that? Are you you're hot? You psyched? Um, you know what? It's a one month event, so I'm really interested to see what they'll do in that amount of time. Hey. Yeah, for I'm sure. Like, I think it'll be interesting because these people don't need it as much as we do as a lot of these people that went in the house. Like we generally this would have changed our lives. So it's interesting to see what how they play and how much they put on the line for this, you know? That's what's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah. Well, technically, technically, you're a bit of a celebrity now. So, what about yes. if they asked you back? Would you go back? Oh. Oh, I am definitely not getting asked back on that one. But I would definitely <laughs> put me in again because that moment I picked up that diamond, I was a changed person and I would have played a very different game. Whoa. So I would love to go back in. No way. <laughs> they might do an All Stars and you might get to go in with Sky. Well, that'd be sick. <laughs> or maybe like. Oh my ba- God. I would literally cry. <laughs> maybe Bachelorette. Now I could see you doing Bachelorette. That'd be iconic. Oh my god, my life is a shit show. Imagine me on Bachelorette. <laughs> it would so- be a disaster. <laughs> oh my god, Tilly, I want to know. We are the biggest Paris Hilton super fans ever. We've got all the fragrances. The simple life is like our religion. I want to know. We, you're a big Paris fan, aren't you? Like you froth on Paris. Yeah, yeah. I recently in my lockdown, I've started to love Paris. How good is it? I want to know if you call Paris and you got a voicemail, what would be the 15 second voicemail you'd leave her? How iconic would it be? Oh my God. I totally don't even know what to say. I'd probably waste my time saying, oh my God, Paris, I freaking love you. I don't even know what to say. Like, that's <laughs> I'd probably be, my voicemail would just be me crying. Like, I love you, Paris. <laughs> oh, I think that, that's the same as us, Tilly. That's the same as us. We'd be like, oh my God, fangirling. Hell yeah. <laughs> Seriously. You wouldn't be able to get anything out. <laughs> <laughs> well, how has life been for you, like adjusting to, I guess, like maybe uh, have you been being noticed on the streets and yeah. like, obviously your um, social media has blown up a fair bit. Like how how has it been just adjusting to a new kind of a, a level of fame? Yeah, you know what? Well, like I'd actually be like I, I'd rather a lot of like reality people talked about this, but like how hard it is to adjust to real life. Yes, like well, you guys won, so I guess it's like you still would have had to deal with things. But for me, like even um, like just the consequence of me not getting to the end and how that affected like my mental health and stuff, like. I would be a lot stronger now going into something like this again. But at the time, I generally, like, of course, I thought I deserved to win and whatnot. So 
it actually really screwed with my head. Like, I think it's an interesting thing to talk about. Besides all the, like, good that comes with it, I, the trolling and stuff, that doesn't bother me, like, whatever. But, yeah, like, mentally, like, what that did to me, watching it back and just even the waiting game because I'd known how I'd gotten evicted, like, it was pretty hard, you know? 100%. Oh, my gosh. Tilly, I want to know, have you had any crazy fan encounters? Like, what's the craziest thing that's happened since you got booted from the house? Like, has anyone wanted you to, like, sign their baby's forehead or anything like that? <laughs> No, so actually the other day, this was the weirdest. I got a DM asking for a signed photo of my nipple. Welcome to welcome to our every day. We get like literally people send us like dick pics and like like can you send me pictures of your feet? And we're like, oh, oh my god, no. Tilly, Tilly, we got someone wanting to pay money for our used underwear a few weeks back. <laughs> oh yes, we get those ones too. How nice! And some of them is like. Oh my god. Maybe we should all do it. Guys, we'd be like filthy rich at three of us. <laughs> yeah, the, the, oh, no, there's your two hundred and fifty <laughs> grand. <laughs> Just tell Hebsy Undies Tilly. That is so good. Well, what like what's um what's next for you, Tilly? Because obviously you're just saying you just had um some uni exams. You told us before we started recording. Like, yeah. what's next for you? Did you want to do more TV? Do you want to get into radio? Like, are you, have you got um career aspirations that you yeah. want? Like, if you had a magic well, wand, yeah. magic wand, Tilly, what would happen? Look, I just want to finish my uni degree. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what are you studying? So I'm studying um, a bachelor, so I'm doing a double degree. I'm doing media and communications, and then I'm also doing film studies. So oh. I feel I don't want to be in the films, but I actually want to make them. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I would love to make the film. So like in hindsight with my magic wand, I'd love to be like a director or something and actually make the entertainment. Even I if I, I was talking to a few of the producers and I was like, if, like they were like once your like contestant name's gone, like we could help train you and stuff because that's what I'd love to do. Especially having like an eye from somebody who's been in one of these shows, I feel like it would be a lot better. You know, that's yeah, amazing. For sure. Maybe you you'll cast- be the voice of Big Brother in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Tilly, <laughs> Tilly, you have to cast us in money in movies, though. Can you make that happen? We'll do anything you want. Oh yeah, that'd be iconic. 100%. But you can honestly, Tilly, we froth on you. You're amazing. We we were loving you from the get-go. I, re- I remember night one we saw you on the TV. I was like, this chick right here, this is going to be our favourite till the very end, and you definitely were. So we're obsessed with you, and we are so thankful that you stopped by, um, took the time out of your busy uni day to chat with us. You should be so proud of yourself. You're iconic. Oh, thank you so much, Kittens, and thanks for having me. And we'll go for a drink and get drunk. Asa. Yeah. yeah. No, I, so <laughs> next, when we're back in Sydney next, we'll, we're going to send you a message and we're going to get wasted. Yes. Yeah, we can show you our twerking skills, Tilly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, you're the best. We absolutely love you, and good luck with the rest of your day and the rest of your uni exams. Thank you so much. Have a great day, guys. You too. Right, see you, Tilly. See you, Tilly. Bye. 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 Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
God. How good was... Oh, what? <laughs> that, that was like a vomit burn. Oh, my God. What the fuck was that? That was disgusting. I apologise for that. Should we start it again or let's just roll? No. How good was Tilly? <laughs> Tilly was amazing. We had so much fun chatting to her. She is the definition of not, of not judging a book by its cover. He's not going to lie. Night one when she went in, I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be the... The ditzy blonde who is everything I want, but she's going to be the sort of dummy of the show. But she was very clever in Listen. how she just like handled her, I don't know, what do gameplay? you call it? Her gameplay. Strategy. That's her threat. Her strategy. Her manipulation of people. She's doing a double degree. It's horrible, but she was very clever. <laughs> but she's doing a double degree as well. Like she's bloody smart. She wants to be like a filmmaker, TV show maker, something. She's like a full-blown genius. Like yeah. she's literally like the guy who invented electricity. 100%. And so speaking of like judging people, like judging a book by its cover, people might think that you're like, Really gross for Bethany. Oh to my god! Uh, anyone who's grossed out by that, that was wrong. Oh, <laughs> but if you're not following Tilly, make sure you follow her on Instagram. It's Tilly Whitfeld, I believe, is how you pronounce her last name. It's W H I T F E L D. Um, she's such a ball of fun, and you're going to be obsessed with her. And we can't. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> What's, What's going on? I think I have like indigestion or heartburn or something. <laughs> Call an ambulance. Okay, that was gnarly. Once again, I'm. I'm I reckon we tap out because I need to go to the bathroom or something. But we love you, Tilly, if you're listening. Tilly was incredible. Do not continue to judge people by the cover. It's just not right and is not on. And um, we're excited to chat to you guys next week. Chat to you guys. <laughs> we're excited to do the podcast next week. And we can't wait. And to keep up to date with all things The Real House Husbands, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Tim and Rod. And we want to hear from you. If there is any feedback, any guests that you want to see, any topics you want us to discuss, make sure you slide into our DMs on our Instagram. And we will talk to you again next week. We bye, have so bye, much bye. fun, guys. Bye. It's time to go. Thanks for listening to The Real House Husbands podcast. Bye, pump. Keep up to date with at Tim and Rod on Instagram. Doing what we love to do the most. And subscribe so you don't miss the next episode.